athletes like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, to the I Loathe Basketball Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, Harrison, we named this podcast the I Loathe Basketball Podcast, and everything has gotten worse. Like, we they haven't taken a single step forward. Anthony, we have to go back. <laughs> it's like Lost. You, no, <laughs> you and me, you, you and me, we're like, we're like the Avengers. We're ready to go, like, you know, time, do a time heist. Like, yeah. We just we uh, the our problem is that we continue to underestimate our own ability to speak stuff into existence, right? Like you with the run it back stuff, me with I loathe basketball. It's like, oh, you thought you loathed it before, you know? Yeah. Like this is where we find ourselves, um, and that honestly is a good way to to intro what today's show is going to be about. Usually, the way this has gone over the course of our careers is I'll hop on here and you'll needle me and I will dive into some rant and I'll talk about how much I hate this team and hate the way that it's run and all of this stuff. And, and I wind up, uh, get getting to enjoy the therapy that, that this podcast can sometimes be. But over the course of this season, I really kind of realized like I have never heard you talk about, the Lakers the way that you do in, in, in these DMS. And I, I don't, I'm not going to go into detail and I'm not going to out you to, to their fullest extent on them, but this is the most, like you You're are usually like, I'm like saying like, like you're like normal, like for you, look, you are normally Spock. Like this is, you are normally pretty laid back. You know, this is just a team though. And we can, you, you're good at more, you know, more often than not, you're just going to kind of laugh at them and just kind of like roll your eyes and, and kind of go about it. But no, this year is the most annoyed I have ever heard you talk about these Lakers. So the whole basis of today's show is I'm going to, I'm going to be the therapist and I want you to, 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 you know, explain to me, like, what is it about this team that has drawn your ire so specifically this season the way that it has. But like you said, we have uh, an NF tweet to get NF tweet to get to, and I have an all timer of a misfortune um, of the week that we need to get to as well. So uh, I, I honestly do think this is going to be a fun show. It's going to be especially fun for you. But yeah, why? Why? What it is about this team that? you know, annoys you to the extent that it does. I've never heard you talk like this about them, about anything. Yeah, no, I mean, like the good, the, like the best therapy sessions, I think that's like a really open-ended way to start. So, you know, I was going to make a joke about questioning how low the, you know, like medical board standards in Texas have gotten, but you're, no, you're now a licensed therapist. Like I, I, I this isn't a bit, right? Like you actually went and got the like certification. Um, yeah, I think w when you buy a gun, you just become a therapist out here. Like that's just <laughs> this is uh, otherwise this is fraud. Like by you claiming <laughs> that you're a therapist on the air. So uh, you know, I, I I certainly hope that you uh, actually followed through on getting that certification. But no, I mean, 
I think part, so, you know, I think you might be overstating it a little bit. Like, I think, I don't think I am by the end of what I'm trying to say is that by the end of last year, I was, you know, honestly, by like the middle of last year, I was far (laughs) more fed up with that team than I am with this one. Uh, Just Mm. in terms of the basketball and the product on the floor and all of that, I, I think this year, if I'm sort of, you know, rooting around and like what really bothers me, it's less the play on the court. You know, because mm-hmm. like, you know, for all the all the flaw, faults and flaws in this roster, I, I do think that for the most part, guys have been playing relatively hard for like certainly yeah. more so than they were last year, which maybe is yeah. kind of throwing off my own personal eye test where it's like, you know, you watch a team of grandparents like, you know, walk up and down the floor and <laughs> yell at young people for having too much fun. Then, yeah. you know, just by the fact that God. they're like, oh, man, remember that now. Yeah. It was like a week into the season, and they were like, you young whippersnappers, you better respect yours. <laughs> it was like twice against the Thunder. They are like, no, damn kids. Get off. Of, don't you know you're supposed to let us win? We have, we have LeBron. Um, this year, it's more of the, like, just off-the-court elements of, like, I just don't. And some of it is, I think, like, annoyance at myself for ever sort of buying into the grift and all of that and, Mm. like, feeling like an idiot myself for, like, feeling like they had figured some things out in 2020, like, 2019, 2020, like, writing actual words about, you know, Rob Palenka, exec of the year. You know, I didn't, Mm -hmm. like, strongly argue for it, but I did say, like, he should be getting more – he should be getting consideration for sure. He's a candidate. There were other legitimate candidates. I forget who won that year, you know, but uh, I think it was I think it was um, Lawrence Frank, right? Didn't – didn't didn't Oops. but um <laughs> you know uh like i think uh you know i just it, it's annoyance at how they have systematically torn themselves apart it does not appear like it's going to get better anytime soon like i have no hope that you know based on anything over the last two years that they're like yeah you know if we hold on to these 2027 2029 picks though we're gonna be able to make like a really good move down the line you know it's like what is their plan for this summer what is their plan to get better this year is it is it another lost season in december like i i just you know that's i guess that's the part that i'm fed up with is it just feels like there's no direction beyond self-preservation and finger pointing for everyone involved which is sort of the part that started to bother me last year on the court as much as anything Mm. and with the players specifically like sort of being like no this is not our fault like it's that guy's fault and he's messing it up and whatever and this year it's sort of just everyone involved wanting us to believe that it's like ah no it's just bad luck or ah no if only you know it's it's this guy's fault yeah i think uh, there's a lot that i can i can kind of poke and prod at there you that's mentioned a, a point of therapy, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. The, to well, you mentioned there. you mentioned like the you know, on. If I'm court. starting when I was eight, I think <laughs> <laughs> there was nepotism at the lemonade stand that you were working at. Like there yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> but there like, was, but it was from me. I, I hired my brother. He had no qualifications, <laughs> but um, you know, and it backfired on you. You're like, how could you not learn from eight year old? Why me? did you spill the whole pitcher? Ah. <laughs> So, um, all right. I want to, I want to, you said something I I found interesting there in talking about the basketball and how, like, I think the two things, the, 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 the thing that both of these two seasons have in common is that, you know, to a certain extent, you can't really hate these players for not being good because like, they're not good, right? Like, like, (laughs) 
Like it's just <laughs> you can't you can't watch this stuff and like be angry at Kendrick Nunn for being bad. He's like, yeah, he's bad. Like he's just not good at basketball. And and like if I could if I could psychoanalyze some of what you're saying there, I based off of the your annoyance that I do think I do think you hated last year's roster more and you hated their approach yes. to basketball yeah, more. Yeah, by far. Yeah. But I do kind of wonder if the Lakers making different versions of the same mistakes is just like again? <laughs> like if if the if the additional annoyance that I sense from you this year is more isn't obviously directed at the roster itself at the the guys playing on the roster themselves it's more like God, really we're doing this again you you you, you figured out that you couldn't make it a, a, a trade at the deadline last year and you didn't feel like improving the team then it's like well wait till the wait till the summer when we're gonna have two first round picks to play with and then you can really start to make some difference making moves yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just that think, was the original like, kick the can down the road. If you if for those of you really that have been tracking this, stuff. yeah. Well, so for example, when I was a coach, um, the thing that the thing that I didn't I didn't get angry at players for making mistakes the first time, right? Like my it was my job as a coach to, you know, outline why that is a mistake, and then try to coach them into not making that same mistake again, right? But it. it it, lo and behold, though, like this is how it's going to go when you're when you're coaching, you know, high school students. They're going to make that mistake again, and again, and again, and again. And like for me, that was the part of it that I I had to work on the hardest to not show too much frustration with because, like, at the end of the day, they're they're kids. Right. Yeah, I mean, They're after not... you throw the first folding chair through the scorer's table, like you really <laughs> got to reevaluate some things that... in your life. It was more through my point guard through a scorer's table. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but like, but like that was for me. I, I, I look. People are going to make mistakes, right? And and um, you're an editor. Your job is to find and and fix mistakes. But like as an editor, your job isn't to continually fix the same mistake, right? Like eventually you want, if, if there's a grammatical error that a writer just keeps making over and over and over again, eventually you're going to ask like, Hey, you know, you're not supposed to do it this way. Right. Um, and, and I, I, that's the yeah, part I mean, of you, this, you know, that better than anyone. Exactly. That, that I forget what, um, it was like something that we were supposed to put at the bottom of every article. Right. It was like, like follow us on this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. didn't, I didn't do that for a long time. My bad. But like, I, I think if, if, when it comes to your annoyance with that, I sense from you this year, it seems more like, like we're doing this again. Like this is, this is all the same story. We wrote all these same stories last year. I am literally writing the same thing. I, I, I wrote last year about Frank Vogel now about Darvin ham. Like this is same, same analysis. Like, is that a, is that a source of frustration for you or, or, or am I overplaying that one? No, I, I mean, I think you're, I, I think you're coming through your lens a little bit, like in, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I think that is sort of how I've sensed you view this team uh, a little bit more than I, I think I do. Like I think for mm. me, it, it's more just like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm, oh, I'm with that honestly. Like I'm just, I'm inclined to disagree with you, but I, I'm, I'm sort of with that. <laughs> like it's, you know, it, it's more of at yeah. what point are we pointing the finger upwards here? You know, it's like yeah. I've heard. 
every single, you know, like, yes, like, Dar has Darvin Ham coached a perfect season this year? Like, no. Like, I no. criticized him in the Christmas Day game for the five-guard lineup. But even there, it's like, that was, that was dumb. It probably wasn't ever going to work. But I also empathize because it's not like he has a bunch of good options here. You know, yeah. like, when he's got, he's got Wenyan Gabriel, who, you know, Nice guy, tries really hard, you know, uh, like I, I enjoyed the Wendy and Gabriel experience for 10 minutes a night or whatever, but his yeah. main skill is that he tries really hard and yeah. that's sort of it. Like you can't, you know, like you can't build 48 minutes a game of Wendy and Gabriel or 30 minutes a game of Wendy and Gabriel or, you know, yeah. whatever it need, whatever it needs to be. And then, you know, he had just watched Thomas Bryant get lit up by Christian Wood all night. Like, is he, like, everybody's like, oh man, how are you going to expect Russ to stop? Christian Wood like did you expect Thomas Bryant to I don't like and then we've <laughs> yeah. watched Damian Jones like play like a kid who didn't get the Christmas gift they wanted all year and yep. it's like there's not a whole lot of great options here once Anthony Davis is out it's why I was so pessimistic when you and I talked after the AD injury because you know uh, again like I, I think I've said this a number of times but like this team is not built to withstand an absence from either LeBron or Anthony Davis but they can survive an absence of LeBron more than they could with Anthony Davis. They just yeah. have no ready-made replacement that brings anywhere close to the skill sets that he brings. At least if LeBron, you know, were to, God forbid, at this point, you know, miss any time or whatever. But like, if it was the opposite and LeBron had to miss a game here or there or whatever it may be, or he's out of the game, you know, Russ is, Russ can be, you know, kind of the poor man's LeBron a little bit. You know, he can yeah. bring some of those same skill sets, not do it at the same high level and certainly not alongside LeBron, but you can sort of, you know, shift some of those creation responsibilities, shift some of those scoring responsibilities down the line where you just can't with AD. And it's like, I understand they're like handicapped by the cap situation they're in, but like you can only, you it's not compelling to me to sit here all season and just be like, yeah, well, you know, LeBron and AD, they wanted us to trade for Russ. So now we're just going to punt two years. And it's like, yeah. great. Like maybe you can say that that's the objective basketball decision, but it doesn't mean that I want to watch it. It doesn't mean that any fan should want to watch it. Well, I, I'm glad that you made that point because I keep on seeing that every time um, every time I tweet some, like some, you know, visible frustration that LeBron is showing, right. And he's shown a lot of it every time. <laughs> yes, he has. I almost spit out Shout my water there. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Shouts to Kyle Goon for, for, for articulating like the frustration that LeBron has shown and the extent to which he has shown it, which like LeBron is very passive aggressive. This is as close as you're going to get to LeBron saying like, guys, what the fuck? You know, but, I, but all I can say is I can't wait for whatever interview he gives this all star weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then walks back. But like I, I um, I I would agree and I did agree last year um, right up until the trade deadline, maybe like, a, you know, maybe like a couple seasons, a couple months into, into the season, I would I would have agreed if LeBron showed frustration early last year after pushing for the rust trade, I would have said, and I did say, well, dude, like, did you not watch hey, this man. guy play? Come on. You know, like, like did you? <laughs> and, but like, LeBron, I, I, didn't, uh, I, LeBron doesn't have his own pro personnel scouts, Anthony. So you, you... <laughs> he only scouts the people who turns out well. Um, but like, I, I think we have new information on that front that I don't think people are willing to acknowledge. He has made it very clear through his leaks and his words publicly 
that, all right, this isn't working. Clutch has made it very clear, sorry, this isn't working. And Clutch is, you know, and, and like, sure, technically LeBron isn't trading his own first-round picks to move Russ, right? Uh, LeBron isn't going to be with the Lakers in 2027 and 2029, so he doesn't care. There is no, like, tangible attachment to that, to those picks, and it's easier for him to just say, like, fuck them, you know? But, like, if we're talking about just from the standpoint of acknowledging a mistake and trying to move off of it and trying to do either try to make it work or try to move off of it, I do think we can say that LeBron has approached this very differently than the front office. And, you know, you know, to his credit, LeBron has not sat there, you know, he has done his own form of passive aggressive leaks or whatever, but he hasn't even tried to sell the whole like, oh, well, you know, LeBron did, really didn't want Russ. Like yeah. he knows that's yeah, not we true. Got like, that. He knows that does not pass the smell test, you know? And yeah. so he at least has not tried to wash his hands of it to the degree that the la- to that, you know, Rob Polinka especially, like, we know he wanted Russ. This is a man who like makes all of his aqua season acquisitions. He like sorts by like, you know, like, okay, guards, PPG average. All right, like let's you know let, these are yeah. our number one targets list. It's uh, especially the yeah. points per game average thing. He's like, oh man, well Kendrick Nunn averages more points than Alex Caruso, so why wouldn't like this is a bargain? We can get him for way cheaper. Uh, that was essentially my mentions for like six months. It was yeah, people incredible. Anthony, people forget Kendrick Nunn's a bucket, doesn't do yeah. anything else, or even really score all that well apparently now. But um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> people have forgot he's a bucket for good reason, but still. Yeah, no, I mean, now they have reason to, you know, it's like, yes, maybe we should forget that. I wish Rob would forget that. But yeah, it's like, you're telling me that the man who spends like every single off season, he's like, oh man, just like grabbing his head, like rubbing his hands together. What six, four combo guards can I get? <laughs> that he didn't want Russell Westbrook, the guy yeah. that like had a separate press conference. You know, Rob doesn't have introductory press conferences where he stands up there and, you know, mm-hmm. like introduces the player all that often. You know, like the three guys that I can remember him doing it for offhand are KCP, which was basically his version of taking credit for LeBron. He was just doing it yeah. here early. He was, that was the reason KCP got a press conference. Like he, yep. you know, um, you know, KCP, Anthony Davis, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. You know, <laughs> it's like he doesn't go up there and you know give like a press conference for Andre Drummond or you know like these various guys, even if they're excited to have them and like this kind of thing. LeBron, he only didn't because like LeBron didn't want to do one. He's like, nah, I'll yeah, talk to everyone on media day. Um, I, don't, I don't need to. <laughs> I just picture Rob like, are you, are you sure Mana from heaven? Are you sure? Like, can we? He's like, I just, okay? I just wrote down a bunch of uh, like inspirational alchemist quotes. Like, are you sure? <laughs> I prep for this. LeBron's um, like, I didn't read past the first chapter, dude. I, I like, don't, I don't want to be up there. If for that. there's one thing that we know, the man that I've taken to calling Rob Sputin is good at, it's you know <laughs> preserving his own power and influence and things. Do we really think? That he was like, hey, let me get out here and get up here and get a bunch of pictures of me smiling and handing Russ a jersey yep. and talking about how he's the player that most reminds me of Kobe in the league and whatever. Like, do we really think Rob got up there and was like, yeah, you know, I'm only doing this because LeBron wanted this guy and forced me into it. It just does not pass the smell test in any logical form or fashion. So, like, the idea that, you know, it's like you didn't also make a mistake and you also should not be trying to kind of fix this. And I get it. Maybe you've just – maybe they've just decided, like, hey, this is not fixable. 
but then, you know, stop pretending like it is. Just do the full yeah. teardown then. Like, acknowledge with LeBron and AD that, you know, you can't trade LeBron this year, so that's like a moot point or whatever. So maybe they are just waiting till the summer to admit that this is all a failure. But, you know, like, at some point, if you don't want to compete, why are you wasting everyone's time? If you've decided yeah. to stop digging the hole, what good is this do this charade doing anyone? This is not helping the brand. Like, you're well, at this point, I, I, everyone's just intent to chase Kareem is what it seems like. I mean, it, it – so, again, you, you're, you're saying – I'm not used to you talking this much. And, I like, usually it's like you, you'll make a point and I don't know exactly what to respond to it. But you're making all these, all these points in, 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 like, quick succession. And I, I got to figure out a way to – my therapy sessions are like, believe it or not. My therapist gets, like, five <laughs> words in the whole time. You know what? I like it, though. Feel? I like it. Yeah. But like, like one thing, one thing that I really respect about you is like in, in, in the way that you like work and, and you and I have been working together for in, in some capacity for almost a decade now. Yeah. And, and like for you, if something, if something needs to be done, if something needs to be fixed, if there is like a, if there is an issue that will like, whether it's going to have a small ripple effect or whatever, or one that, that like, Hey, this, this, this is a big issue. This is something that we really need to figure out. This is something, or even if it isn't an issue, if it's just, just like, Hey, if we tweak this, will this, you know, it, it can help us. And so let's tweak it. And, um, the thing that I respect about you is that it's like more often than not, it's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm EIC. I, I'll just, handle this myself, you know, and, and for, for like, you don't necessarily need something to be wrong to accept accountability and just like handle whatever needs to be handled. And I think like Rob is so antithetical to that, that like, it's, it's hard for me to really respect the guy, even as like a, a worker, you know, like it's just, and I, and I, and I get the sense that, like watching you watch him continue this grift. <laughs> like here's this glaring thing that needs to be fixed. And if it was you in charge, you'd be like, all right, well, all right, fine. It wasn't, it wasn't my idea to bring Russ in necessarily. I kind of sort of signed off on it, but whatever we have to change this. We have to fix this. Let's try to fix this thing and move forward. But to just have like a problem sit there and, and go unfixed for this long, I feel like is the exact kind of thing that would just just trigger you would 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 set you off like hey this is a problem this is a the, the Lakers can have not been able to move forward be, while Russ has been on the roster um and and yet they have continued to use that as an excuse to not move forward and yeah like if if I was just to like isolate the kind of person that you wouldn't work very well with it's this guy it's 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 Rob. It's it's Robert Theodore Palinka in 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 his very like at his very core is not somebody who I think you would work very well with. You know, I don't want I don't want to say that. I'm willing to come in as a consultant like if if my services are needed. Um and so I don't, you know, I um no, I give I you mean, 15 minutes with him. I get like I, I like I give you 15 minutes of him like making an excuse why he's not going to address this roster with you. Like I don't think you would handle that. I'd very check well. my bank account and I'd be like, "All right, sounds good, Rob." <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I can take off early today. I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm assuming right. I don't need to look at any more trade candidates. I'm I'm good. I can go home. <laughs> Rob, can I have the login to League Pass? Hold on, hold on one sec. Let me, let me, let me actually what do you get mean that. I can't expense it. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Uh, I first of all, I appreciate the kind words. I, I don't know that all of that is necessarily true or really where I'm coming at from this because I certainly don't think that I would do like a better job necessarily as GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. Like that's not. A Couldn't do worse. I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I certainly look, welcome I, the I, opportunity. It, I I kind of like you know you and I you and I both watch Glass Onion right and the yeah. whole premise of Glass Onion is that like like people give people with money we 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 just assign positive characteristics to them but like the only reason like anybody assigns any positive attributes to the main characters of Glass Onion societally in that world is because they have a bunch of money it's like yeah. I I've reached the point here with Rob. I, I'm pretty confident I could do a better job running the Los Angeles Lakers than Rob. <laughs> okay, like, I'm, I'm not I'm, willing to go there. I'm, I, I I'm, think, pr- I'm pretty positive at this point that, like, yeah, th- this is this is not – he's making it seem – and that's – look, that's that's a that's an important part of Rob Sputin is making things look like you're the only person who could do it. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that I think he could do he, – he has been doing here. But, but yeah, like, it, it, getting back to the point, like – the grift aspect of this and you mentioned it like that's that's not something that that i i i feel like you respect very much like you, you we joke about respecting the grift and we joke about respecting the 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 self pre, uh what's it the Pro, self preservation thank yeah. you pre, i was like perseverance i was like oof no he's the, <laughs> but 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 shout out to rob persevering <laughs> through <laughs> But, but like I, not had to persevere through their own mistakes you know it's just <laughs> i don't get the sense that like you do like the, the the grifting part of this and the clear just like like he's it's it's pretty clear now that he has convinced genie that it was all lebron and it was all clutch who got them to trade for for russ in the in in the first place and that's his his route to self-preservation here and and, and like while sure if that's the goal i guess mission accomplished but if the goal is putting like a decent basketball team out there like it which should be his intended goal like i I don't get the sense that you really respect that part of the grift here i i didn't realize when i signed up for lakers therapy session that uh this was going to include you psychoanalyzing me and asking me so many personal that's not what therapists do no, well, it is what therapists do. It's not generally what you do, and so this is incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. But um, I think, sort of answering your question, while you know, ducking it, sidestepping like a little in, in in any other interview. Like I think the thing that I don't think giraffes me, are very good at ducking stuff. Like no, I don't know, probably not. Yeah, ah, the necks are pretty flexible, but you know they need some time. <laughs> Shout out to the Hangover Three. Um, you know, I. Uh, the thing that I don't like and the thing that bothers me most, I guess, is that it does not seem like anyone's primary goal is fixing this. It seems like everyone's primary yeah. goal is the word that you used in self-preservation. Like, these are not the actions of a team that, like, wants to fix things and sort of take the next steps or, you know, that is ser- particularly serious about 
making things better now. Like, maybe they have decided that the path to fix this is to just, like, slowly burn it all down and make money with LeBron's, you know, quest for Kareem and whatever, and everybody signed off on that, and that's cool. But, like, if that's the case, then great. You know, that's what they've all decided. But it's like, it doesn't make me particularly want to invest my time in it, which is unfortunate because it's part of my job. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even, I'm not going to complain that much about that because there are those of you listening to this are most likely doing this for free. Like you're doing this because it's supposed to be a fun thing for you. And you know, I, I feel worse for you than I do for me because it's like, I don't have a lot of things that like I can tell you like to give you hope or that this is going to get better anytime soon. It just feels like, you know, you mentioned sort of the, salesmanship act of this this is like the actions of this team are the act of someone are the acts of someone trying to remain employed for as long as possible versus someone actually trying to win a championship you know the un the complete unwillingness to have any chance of being seen as getting quote-unquote fleeced in a rust deal you know and, and uh, all of that stuff and the like well you know we got to look out for the team's future and oh well it was those big bad superstars that forced us to do that and it's not my fault you know i'm gonna need a couple years to fix this and you know maybe <laughs> yeah. all maybe that last part of that is true like i'm willing to acknowledge that maybe they do actually just need a couple years to fix this and you know but in that case like that's the direction that you need to lean at this point and i know that that's not how the lakers trade superstars i'm not under the illusion and i'm not even arguing for this like i don't think that they should just dump lebron or ad for whatever they can get them and again i know lebron can't be traded this year so it's all a moot point. Yeah. but like that i don't i'm not of the mindset of like oh they should just like trade ad for whatever they can get or something like that like these are the kinds of things that if the lakers want to continue to be the Lakers and have any hope of that they need to work with these guys on they need to kind of you know help facilitate them a soft landing spot even if maybe you get a little less in you know the internet like they need to maintain that relationship of working well with stars because that is, especially if you don't have pro personnel scouts like that is sort of the main you know area where you're going to be able to get better you got to keep those relationships so I understand why they've resisted the calls of like just tank just blow it up it's this is hopeless whatever but you know you, then you need to get proactive if you've decided that this is hopeless you need to be proactive in you know working with these guys to go somewhere where you could get some draft picks back and you can start your own rebuilding process because you know right now this is just a complete you know uh th this is a half measure this is trying to stay employed this is like i don't want to get fleeced in a trade but also like i want to sell tickets and you know i want to yeah. convince like casual people that oh as long as we got a lebron and ad and we get some good health luck we got a chance but also we're not going to spend or retain guys and we're going to turn over the roster half the roster every year and we don't want to give up any picks. But, um, you know, as long as all of our veterans' minimum signings pan out and LeBron and AD stay healthy for 82 games, we might be able to be a five seed. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, no promises. But also but also championship or bust. Yeah, but also championship <laughs> or bust. Like, championship or bust with everything but our actions, okay? But, like, theoretically, we are not going to do anything that is not championship or bust, which is why we're just going to, like... Well, we can't win a title this year, so no point in doing anything. Uh, you know, that's the Lakers standard, baby. <laughs> right. Like, is this is essentially like but with their unwillingness? Because, you know, it's 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 a tradition. It's a birthright. Lakers fandom. With with uh, with this championship or bust mentality, like it, it has me wondering, is this just what? every season is going to be like it's just going to be bust the Lakers forever keep signing minimums until like luca demands a trade here or something you know they're just right like kicking the can down the road until it's like all right well we've assembled an all nba team of starting five so i think we're ready to go out and win this year now we're going to trade some picks because like I, I i look back on i look back on 
at the beginning of our careers, right? When we covered the tanking years. And I never felt like I was this, I don't know. There was hope just, at the end of the time. It's like, oh, the young guys are developing. Maybe yeah. they'll be really good. You know, Brandon I never felt this apathetic. 25, like, you know. I think the closest to apathy I got to with those teams was when Randall got hurt, right? He got yeah, hurt on I mean, the very that was the, a year where I think a lot of people had a lot of reason to be apathetic for most of it until JC came on. Yeah, and then and then you know and then pretty quickly we we realized wow Clarkson might be pretty good, and most of my energy from that point on was just like screaming into the void that maybe Byron could start playing the young point guard more than Ronnie Price, um, and yeah, like I, I but I, I think because I, I I feel like I feel so much more. I don't know. I, I, I feel so much more down about the Lakers than I ever really have. And that's even compared to the tanking years because there was a direction involved. And and I feel like, you know, in, in, in like our talking about this, we just don't feel like there's any there's what's what's the goal? And and, and like like you just said a second ago, the goal has seems to have nothing to do with basketball that you and I can enjoy. The goal, the intended purpose of everybody in in the organization right now is to remain in the organization. You know, it that that's it, and and it just seems so cynical. It it's just it's it's this cynical melodrama that I want nothing to do with. Like I watch plenty of garbage TV. Like I, at least that's entertaining. This isn't even entertaining. Like this is just this is just. Uh, I I, I guess like we just a, have to- there, there's sort of like a like. Like laugh as you become the Joker aspect to it sometimes, like the like the yeah. blowing a four on one fast break, the like <laughs> LeBron's shoe flying off as he falls to the ground, like on a potential yeah. game winner, like you know, it's yeah. just like there there are certain things that it's like you know laugh 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 so you don't cry type of things. It's like oh wow, they just lost to the Hornets because you know like these plays. The clip, I don't know if you saw, I tweeted it out earlier today of like LeBron, he's like trying to make something happen on offense, flips over a chair courtside, (laughs) like somehow does a cartwheel, like the most coordinated thing I've ever seen someone do. And a testament to LeBron's athleticism, does like a cartwheel, immediately is back on his feet, jumps over the chair, comes back on defense. Uh, and like actually it was like some John Wick stuff to his credit tries to like do stuff and then slips and falls again like do the LeBron 20s just like not have good grip like he like somebody's gotta (laughs) somebody's gotta help him well it wasn't later in the game he was like going wasn't later in the game wasn't he just like back back trotting like just kind of running backwards and just fell yeah yeah I poor LeBron um the last thing like two no, I, I just sort of want to speak to one of the points that you made about, like, everybody just kind of seeming concerned with remaining in power and, like, the sort of hopelessness is it just doesn't feel like it's going to change. You know, all we've heard yeah. all summer in every single Genie Bus interview is how, oh, well, you know, like, Rob Palinka, he won a title a couple of years ago. Kurt Rambis, don't ask about him. That's, like, how could you qu- question his qualifications? Like, right. you know, how, how could you how could you question Linda Rambis's qualifications? How could you question – and if you're that – double down you know on these people why why do i believe that it's gonna and this has been the result why do i believe that that's gonna change you know and it's like uh, the that clip of genie from the hulu documentary claiming for the 574th time you know that like oh there was just so much losing so i had to get rid of jim you know the story that has got to come up in every single interview about how yeah. you know all you know came in like a hero dracaris got rid of jim bus and it's like i don't 
like I, I I don't doubt Jeannie's intentions that like she wants to win and that this kind of family legacy stuff is important to her and that she's like a well-intentioned person. I, it's everyone around her that like it's the it's the robs. It's, you know, everybody trying to retain power that I question the intentions of and sort of like, you know, there's just nothing in the way that any of this has been operated where I'm like, you know, I either have a great degree of confidence and competence or that things are going to change and you know that they're going to be more competent people involved yeah that was that that's actually where i wanted to wrap up um before we get to to more of the fun stuff here but like like with my that... therapist i just preempted your question with my long <laughs> this happens all the time you'd be surprised <laughs> or maybe not but like it, it's the 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 fact that the fact that like his extension kicks in next year like this is <laughs> Like this, it's not four if, if more I, years. Four more right. years. Yeah. Like the fact that the fact that he's going to go through this year, and and automatically just like have a job next year is 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 wild to me. And 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 the fact that none of that has anything to do with his own capability at the job. Like I, I, I strongly feel as if he is the worst GM, the worst executive in in basketball right now. You know and. And like we would, we would have to actually have to sit here and think long and hard to try to find a worse one, you know. Like that's 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 not a great sign. And and the fact that like the, that the new owners of the Timberwolves, I'm not I even mean, I'm I... not even blaming their GM for the for the go bear trade. I'm like, yeah, Alex Rodriguez is he the worst one? Well, he's, he, I mean, at the go bear trade. Look, I can respect, I, I can respect errors of commission. You know, I can respect now, like that doesn't make them any less painful, but they're yeah. more respectable. And like, that's, that's what is so frustrating to me, at least about this season is that it's, it's, it's a bunch of errors of omission. It's not even trying. And how can, how is it that like the whole reason Rob gets sold to us as somebody who deserves to be there is because of his attachment to Kobe like the, the the if the if the entire reason that we should respect this guy is because he was once Kobe's friend and Kobe once entrusted him with his career, then cool. But I need to see more in common with Kobe because I, I just like Kobe would famously shoot himself out of games. Kobe would famously like he he blew his Achilles trying to drag a shit roster to the playoffs. Like he ended his career early because he was trying to play forty eight minutes a night for like two straight weeks. You know, and and this notion that uh, somebody who somehow gets credit for being like a, a somebody who's like a de facto Kobe in that position is committing so many errors of omission. That's the part of it that I just I, I, I just get sad about, you know, and 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 the fact that his, his extension kicks in next year is is the part of it that I'm just like, all right, fine. You know, I told people on the lowdown last night stop paying attention hurt their ratings like that they're look at some point this tv contract is going to end is, is going to run out and if because of genie's uh refusal to hold people accountable the ratings dip and that tv contract gets to a point where you know it becomes tougher to negotiate then fans have done their jobs good <laughs> like that's that's what we should we can't allow we can't allow these people who run the lakers to monopolize the lakers like that's not that that seems that seems counterproductive 
I don't know. So the the thing that I sort of want to add on the like the Kobe point and whatever, like you know, prime Kobe, you know, Kobe gets a lot of uh like historically, you know, got a lot of crap for you know, oh, all he really cares about is scoring or like he's like a self centered ball hog, whatever. Like these kind of criticisms mm-hmm. that would get lobbed his way. Like sometimes, like legitimately, like there were games where Kobe would shoot the Lakers out because he really wanted to get it going and whatever. And like that's mm-hmm. sort of you 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 live by the hot streak, die by the hot streak type of thing, and like that. Yeah stuff but like the thing that prime kobe you know less so obviously when he was down the stretch of his career and after the achilles stuff but like the thing that eventually prime your kobe body would, doesn't allow you to do stuff yeah but the thing that prime kobe would also do in addition to you know trying to shoot his way out of the slump and stuff like that was he would also find ways to impact the game on the margins like he would you know famously in game seven you know the 24 yep. rebounds so, like yeah. you know making an impact on the glass how many times throughout his career you know did or 18 rebounds or whatever it was yeah i think I it was 16 rebounds he was eight of 24 on the night yeah maybe that's where i'm grabbing it um six of 24 i think um, yeah Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, yeah, eight know, of twenty four would have been too perfect. <laughs> yeah, how many times did we? How many times did we see him? You know, like it's like, oh, there's somebody going. Like you know, I, he he wasn't necessarily a guy that was locked in on defense every single night, and because mm-hmm. of the offensive burden he had to carry. But like, oh man, if someone was pissing him off and they were lighting up the Lakers and his teammates weren't doing a good job, it's like, okay, put me on that guy. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go freeze him out for like four or five minutes, you know, and just yeah. I, I turn into like Shane Battier mixed with Ron Artest type of. Of, you know like hybrid defensive monster just for like a couple minutes just because i need to I'll, t- I'll take a couple less shots um yeah. and it's like whereas the lakers had just like do not they don't care about the margins they don't care about anything that is not <laughs> front facing it's like you know like you know i've made a couple jokes this pod about the scouts thing and i i don't i'm gonna be honest like i don't know how true or not it is like i believe tim uh like when he reports something like that mm-hmm. um but like the you know there's just not caring about bird rights not caring about having a cohesive team that you can like you know not understanding you know that tradable contracts are valuable they don't have a general manager you, <laughs> you need you need mid-sized contracts to be able to yeah. you know like to be able to construct these trades and that you know hey like we're gonna have some more picks down the line they, we just only have two tradable ones right now so maybe we should try and you know make this look like like not a shit show for a year so that we can kind of entice some free agents down the line or entice some guys that want to demand trades to los angeles and you know not look like we have no idea what we're doing you know it's just like you can just go up and down the list of just all the evidence that they just do not care about you know impacting things outside of just like hey like we have stars on the roster and like oh we want cap space to sign like a third star we want a third ball handling guard um you know we want as many like guards that can score on our roster as possible and we just don't care about you know like the wing or anything like that it's just yeah it's just you go up and down the line it's just the margins don't seem to be cared about at all either yeah i mean (laughs) <laughs> and it's like you were sold like Polinka when he came in was like sold as like what was he sold as go back to the initial le- le- leaks he's the CBA expert and yeah. he's the guy that just like works his ass off and it's like what what evidence are we seeing of either of those qualifications Harrison it's been like we, we we've had a long-running bit now that we aren't positive he watches non-Lakers games <laughs> I I like I'm confident Rob Polinka knows the CBA better than I do but like that's also not like a great compliment yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. The, the, the last thing on this, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, we, we talked about this off, off of the air, but 
like goons uh kyle goon of the of the oc register um he wrote i thought a fantastic piece that that really kind of outlined you know rob said that he was going to be here to uh chart out the last years of lebron's prime here um we're still waiting for that rob said that there was legacy anthony yeah Rob said that they were going to be, and by the way, as of right now, the plan is to talk to Kyle on my show here later in the week. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But like, like you know, again, Kyle did a really good job of of saying, you know, Rob said that there was going to be accountability and that the 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 basketball decisions at land with him and end with him. We're still waiting to see that accountability, and you know. Right now, it's been it's become almost yeah, all like, basketball decisions end with him, except for you know the rest thing that was anonymously. I'll just tell you, you know, that was yeah. me. Uh, but well, no, other, all, other than that, all of them end with me. All all basketball except decisions bad land with or end with Rob. He is the basketball decision maker, but also like we we actually really want to be super inclusive in our conversations within the organization about what we're going to be doing I here. So sometimes decision I... after I weigh everyone's input and see who I can backstab, if they suggest something that <laughs> where it didn't go right. Um, but I like, got to make sure I... somebody else is into the decision so that I can kind of take their idea and be like, Hey, yeah, no, that's a great suggestion, Linda. But like, I've been, I've been waiting for more stuff like Kyle's, right? Like, like it's one thing for us. And, and it's one thing for me, right, to write the things that I, I do about the Lakers and tweet the things that I do about the Lakers when, like, I don't have nearly as many conversations with those people as no. as beat reporters do, right? And, and therefore, like, it means more when Kyle writes something that he did um, than when, when I make fun of Linda, Kurt, Rob, and Jeannie being on the next uh, Knives Out movie. You know, like those are, and I've been waiting for, you know, more stuff like Kyle wrote and I, and like, it's become so cliched almost. It's so popular. It's become cliched for like national people to have to like roll their eyes at the fact that they have to talk about the Lakers. And if that's, and that like has been the end point of their analysis, but like what I've been, what I would love to hear actually are the lows of the world, the wind horse of the world. The 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 Woges, the the like anybody who has these these larger platforms that Genie actually pays attention to, saying like, no, you're running a shit show, like no, you're a joke around the league. I I what I tweeted out the other day, I completely stand by, it where I said that you know I've been asking people around the league that I the, the few people that I speak to, hey, do you think it's possible that the Lakers are foregoing on? Um, or are really focused on their cap space next year because it would help reset the repeater tax for them. And the vast majority of people who, like, <laughs> when, when they responded was, I think you're giving them way too much credit there. I, I just think they like being able to tell fans that they have cap space. And, like, that's how that's the respect, that's the amount of respect that, that people have for the Lakers right now. The Lakers, this marquee franchise that carry themselves with Lakers exceptionalism, they're a fucking joke around the league right now and and i would you know i think kyle wrote it he didn't obviously write that they're a joke but he like he i was i'm hoping that that kind of opens up the floodgates on people writing this i i, I thought ethan strauss wrote a really good thing in his Substack outlining why the lakers are a mess and a lot of it lands the fact that like genie doesn't appear to be set up for you know this position and 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 
what this position requires. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, this whole thing is, is just, it's, it's so disheartening because like, I, I also think part of what you and I are frustrated about is we know that they're capable of being better than this. Like they have, they have the resources available to them to be better than this. And to see them continually just forego those resources and instead stand by nepotism and cronyism and and have that lead to just resounding failure time and time and time and time and time again, like that's where at least my, I'm not going to psychoanalyze you, but at least for me, that's where I'm going to be like, that's why I'm sitting here pulling my hair out because they, they should be better at this than they are. They, they, they have every opportunity to be better at this than they are. But it, rather than focusing on getting better at this, the focus is instead on, on, on remaining employed. And yeah, it just, it just, the whole thing is just vast backwards to me. Let's lighten the mood up here. Well, the I, last... I do th- sort of oh, just God. To tie a bow on all of that. Uh, I just uh, like this uh, just crossed my timeline. I don't know if this is like misinformation or if somebody photoshopped this, but it appears that LeBron has deleted his tweet that says, I can, will not miss the postseason again for my career. This shit hurt. Okay, back to watching <laughs> these games. <laughs> he clearly can. It's clearly an option. I, I mean, it does seem very, it seems very plausible at this point i will say yeah do you think i think this is something that like i I know you get asked about a lot and because i i get asked about it a lot do you think that lebron would ask for a trade after the season not publicly but maybe like you know maybe like just kind of like hey like guys let's work together on this and we can come out afterwards and say that it was mutual or whatever but yeah yeah yeah, I, I think that's the likely endpoint of of all of this, especially like, I if get they that miss everyone the says again. he doesn't want to leave his family, he loves L.A., whatever. But like, is he really going to sit through that? Like, it's just two more years of this. To me. Yeah, yeah. he's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, it'll depend on what they're able to do this summer and if they're able to get Kyrie or not, or you know, whatever happens there. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up. I have an NF tweet that I. This is one of the rare moments, those, 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 your, some of your favorite kind of moments where I don't understand why people got angry at me over something. So the tweet that I wrote is one of the worst rosters I've ever seen that headed into the season with real aspirations. And yeah, for, I think for the most part, people kind of agree, but the people who disagreed really adamantly disagreed. It's like, where is the, where did I go wrong? What did, what should I have said differently here that people would have reacted not as negatively to? You know, as your sort of public relations consultant, I uh, I think that, you know, the error here, again, is around the messaging. Uh, I think that, you know, it's putting the qualifier after the start of the tweet where, you know, you got to understand, and you should know this as somebody who very seldomly reads, a lot of people aren't going to read, you know, like the whole thing, like a legal brief. You know, they just saw one okay. of the worst rosters I've ever seen, and they're like, hold on now. This isn't even the worst Lakers roster I've seen. <laughs> but, like... It's up there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, especially without AD, like it's it's really up there. <laughs> I don't know what the qualifier. I started the sentence with a qualifier. One of the worst rosters I've ever seen, and like, yeah, 
I think any roster, it's just going to be hard for anyone to say that like a roster with LeBron and AD on it is one of the worst rosters ever, you know? Yeah. But what about a roster like, that makes... they're not that level. They're not, they're, like, they're bad. Like, don't get me wrong. This roster is not good. But in terms of like, you know, kind of the annals of NBA history, like this is not going to be remembered as like one of the worst teams ever. Should. I think it should. Maybe one of like the most the f- disappointing, but even then, like, did either of us have all that high of expectations for the season? We expected it to be better than this, but yeah. I, I like, we can go back and check the tape. I don't think that I expected, like, contention. I expected maybe they could get to, like, the sixth seed. Yeah, I think that was, we were we were probably pretty close in agreement on that. Yeah, I guess my, my if I, if I wanted to expand the tweet, I think what I could have said is, one of the worst supporting casts I've ever seen. Maybe the worst supporting cast I have ever seen. And that includes last year. Like, I think last year was depressing and annoying and frustrating because those guys didn't try very hard. But this team, like, they try hard, but they just suck. <laughs> like, like, this supporting cast, they, they try harder and they're younger and they're more athletic and stuff, but they, they're bad. It's just like a bad... It's combination funny of if players. they beat Orlando by like 30 points tonight and most of the people are listening to this pod after that game. It would be funny, but I I, yeah. I don't think it would change much. I don't, I don't think it changes. It doesn't change much for me, but uh, yeah. it would be funny if like, you know. All right, wait, so do you want my, they, do you want. Why are they going do, so hard on them? <laughs> do you want, uh, do you want the misfortune of the week to get us out of here? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm surprised that it was not like watching. I, I told you this before. I'm surprised that it was not watching the Christmas day game. You know, I think most Lakers fans would probably consider that that third quarter, especially their misfortune yeah. of the week. I, I didn't watch the third quarter. I saw the first half and knew that it was going to like you the Lakers out. were giving was, up way too many, you know, because obviously like the media does not get a lot of access to things sometimes. And so like, it's rare that you get to go watch like that many high level basketball prospects go through a draft workout. And it was just, <laughs> you got to see like how many shots yeah. they, you know, it, that must've been what, you know, the bucks felt like when, when Ejiangleon was going through. Yeah, I was going to uh, say Ejiangleon yeah. was watching that game. He was like, see, I could play. Yeah. For Mavs legend, I believe. I think he played for the Mavs. I think he played for the Lakers at one point. He, he definitely did. Legendary, like, 45-minute Laker film room video <laughs> on what, what he's going to bring. Never forget. So my, um, my misfortune of the week, <clears throat> uh, Jen, had, Jen had, it was like a, a random bad scheduling day that had her out of the house basically entirely for, for all day. And that left me with both of the kids, um, which like I can handle sometimes or whatever. But, you know, uh, it, 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 I, I anyway, I was going to put Miles down for a nap and that can be kind of involved. It can take a little while. He needs to he actually needs to fall asleep in your arms and then you put him down and then you hope that he doesn't open his eyes up again. And um, in this case, he did. I put him down in his in his little crib he opened his eyes back up, and it required me picking him back up again, swaying with him again, getting him to close his eyes, and seeing if he could go back down and stay down. Um, he finally stayed down the third on the third attempt. He finally stayed down, closed his eyes, but that meant that I was with Miles, solely focused on Miles, for like 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, that is a long time to give a three-year-old to get into any kind of problems. It turns out uh, in those 15 minutes, Avery crapped herself and then proceeded to, 
uh, try to fix the problem. And oh, well, the good way on her. that hey, we just talked about hey, sometimes errors the best of commission thing you can do is if you make an error, you got to try and fix it at the very least. Uh-huh. So I'm curious to know what was her strategy. Well, so I put Ava- I put Miles down, and I hear Avery crying, which is not a good sign usually. I walk probably some um, of that like coming from the Lakers front office right now too. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, right. Everybody's so mad at me. <laughs> I don't think they hear it, any of it. I honestly no, don't. No, I don't think I, so either, in seriousness. They're like, they're like, all right, well, guys, you know, it's, uh, hey, it's been real. Like, AD's injured now, so we'll see, you know, what happens. Charcuterie Thursdays? Back. Are we we doing that? Um, you think they're so, invited to Taco Tuesday? <laughs> I don't think Rob's getting an invite. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, so I, I, I hear Avery crying in the bathroom, which is also, like, it's just a compounding concern for me. <laughs> I, I walk around the corner and as I'm turning the corner, I'm seeing Desitin, which is like a, a butt cream um, for like diaper rash. Gross. I'm seeing it on the floor, on the way to the bathroom, in footprints. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, what am I going to walk in on? I poke my head around the corner. Da- Avery is, is uh, sitting there on the toilet looking up at me with her hands just completely whited over in butt cream, looks up at me and says, I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, dad. And I'm like, I look down and her Harrison, her legs were completely whited out. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how I didn't know that there was that much butt cream in these little containers of cream. It was everywhere, all down her legs on her feet there was some in her hair. There was some up her back. There was some on the counter in my bathroom, which, and then there was, it was in a way that like made it, I'm pretty sure she climbed up on the counter to see like where she was applying the butt cream. And as she was getting down, fell. I'm, I'm pretty sure that like she probably fell off of the counter and slipped because of all the butt cream. I should not be laughing this hard at this. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, so, um, and by the way, like she po- she she shit herself too. So there was there was shit on the toilet, on her like her kid toilet. There was shit in the shower somehow, which like I, I think she tried to clean herself in the shower because she was also kind of How wet. How long did like, you leave her alone? Harrison, it was 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. That's a I, long time. I'm, I'm calling the authorities. Like this is. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I don't have any choice. I don't have any choice in the matter here. I have to get this cream off of her because it's not good for her skin in that capacity. I, I, w- I would assume not at that kind of dosage level. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, like turn into a raisin or something. Like- so I had to put her in the shower. She doesn't normally take showers. She takes baths. But if I would have put her in a bath, like I wouldn't be like she would have just it would have gotten onto more of her yeah, because yeah. it would have gotten in the water and then it would have been like in her shoulders now. So I had to like put her in the shower. I had to I had to to scrub her. I I am now out a loofah. I like I used to have a loofah and now I no longer have a loofah because it is covered in this ass cream. Um it is just like I I I, I think my previous misfortune of the week was Miles's first diaper change yeah. where he pooped all up this is way worse this is you i have never, i'm gonna smell like that i'm gonna smell like desitin for like the next week 
you have yet to tell a story that makes me want to have kids. I'm sort of <laughs> trending down the Aaron path. Um, second of all, that's how the Lakers roster was built. <laughs> I think just landed the plane. I think that was a. I think that was I basically. Think, so I would have been better like, off. I would have been better kept, off. You know, they kept spreading the cream. Kept spreading it. Yeah. <laughs> That was trading the picks. This is the this is you know Avery kept trying to fix it and kept yeah. making it worse. And so I, I needed you know, I needed an error of omission here. Yeah, you may have needed her to just be like, okay, this is too big of a problem. I just got to wait for Dad to come and yeah. fix it. Okay, and Dad in this case is Adam Silver rigging the lottery in like four years. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, like Dad himself. I think. Yeah, that was bad even for you. Um. So I think that's what I think, you know, again, you just made the argument sort of against everything that we did for the first 40 minutes. Of All the right. Podcast well, is, you know, ignore then, every everybody ignore the rest of the show. Yeah. There, and... you, there you go, Aaron. We we talked about how this is a circuitous discussion for you. So. <laughs> All right. You can either you can either keep spraying the butt cream on yourself or you can stop at some point. But either way, you got to commit to a direction. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to find an analogy to to make this you know continue to be in my favor um probably for next show though. Yeah. So no, until I mean, then Yeah, this show definitely is not going to be the one that convinces Aaron to change his stance on like pets yeah. or kids. <laughs> no. Oh no, I am not telling people to have kids. Don't do it. If you're thinking about it, don't. People right, always yeah, say that's the clip for today. Just just yeah. that one. It's going to be a and short people... work day. <laughs> If you're thinking about it, don't, don't do it. I always had, I remember, I remember like when, when, when my friends started having kids and they used to say to me, you know, Fred, having kids, it can be challenging and stuff, but it's the, it's the light of your world. It is the best part of every day for you. No, no, it's ass cream, (laughs) endless copious amounts of ass cream. Don't have kids. If you don't like ass cream. Anyway, uh, this show, use, use promo code ASCREAM on Desitin.com, and uh, that'll yeah. that's our SB Nation sponsored link. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the I Loathe Ask Cream Go to podcast. Go backslash Lakers for this special promo code offer. <laughs> <laughs>